Hello and welcome to This Is Football with me, Paul Owens. And me, Trevor Vellett. This week's topic on the podcast will be our mini World Cup. We have a special guest lined up, Jerry Goynan, who's one of the main organisers. But before we get into that, Trev, I suppose we'll tell people what the podcast is fundamentally about. Yeah, no problem. What we'll be covering on the podcast will be Dunboy and related. Will it be the schoolboy, school girls, the tots, the teens, and everything in between? Our two senior men's football teams and our over 35s. And what we will be discussing from week to week will be results, fixtures, match reports. So if coaches want to send in their match reports, how the kids get on the weekend, we will read out the match reports, scorers, goals, whichever way the game went. We will be sending out an email address where you can get in contact with us. And that there, Trev? No, that's it. I think, you know, we... As we go, we kind of want to put a base into what we, we would like to see in the podcast each week. We can add bits in, we can take bits out, depending on how the feedback goes. I think, you know, we can get people in and kids in and, and even kind of discuss the previous game and, and how it went or whatever it may be. So, yeah, we're open to all suggestions, but I think that's going to be the basis of it for now. And what else we can cover is league tables. So as the season kicks off, we can look at how teams are getting on the league table. Relegation battles, teams looking to win promotion, teams obviously looking to win leagues. We'll follow that throughout the season. Obviously, cup runs, which will be a big thing. We'll be following teams in their cup runs. Uh, the seniors as well. The seniors, with the good weather and that, will have a lot of home uh, matches. So, we'll be looking to get support up for the seniors. Over 35s at the moment. I think, Trev, they're in season at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're in season and they have been. So just to give you an idea for people who don't know, they started last year, this team was formed, they had a panel of over 40. And as uh, as they're getting older, they're dropping like flies. But I suppose out of the 40, they always have a good number for each game. Last season, they won promotion. They won the league, actually. They, um, Brilliant. They, they, were, they, they pipped McKelvey to the, to the league title with some amazing results. Um, so that was in Division 3 North. They're now in Division 2 North. Um, I think for the last couple, of, they've played about five league games. I think they lost one, drew two, and lost... Sorry, lost one, drew two, and won two. And they were playing on Saturday at lunchtime at home on the main pitch. I went up. It was the strangest game. Playing Clontarf in the Cup. And 3 nil up after 10 minutes. And then at halftime, it was 3-2. So, um, but there was no, yeah, that's football. Look, the two goals they got were messy. It was always a case that they were going to beat them. Um, end up winning 7 3, could have been 10. So, uh, they're flying and they have a league game now on Friday away to Swords. So, um, I'd probably pop out to that as well. Yeah, well, he was updated on that, mate. I might fly out myself and have a look. Um, so, that's the over 25s. And you said they only started up last season. They won the league and cup final. That's some going for the boys. Yeah, they. As I said, they won the league. They lost in the cup to Cardiff. At uh, it was over in the NGL. They they actually, I think they were winning one nil, and um, lost two one in the end. A late goal, and probably you know Cardiff deserved it on the day. But my God, um, what a, what a performance for a team that's just been formed, really. Yeah, I was over watching that cup final. And very unlucky for the lads, but great effort in some season for the fourth season. Our schoolboys, schoolgirls. Obviously, we finished up for the season. Um, just going back to a couple of games that I've watched, particularly the school girls. Um, the under-12s had an amazing cup run 
in the SFAI, they got to the last 42, which is a great achievement for the girls. Unbelievable, yeah. And uh, I think you have a bit more information on where they finished in the season, Trev, do you? I'm nearly sure they finished second in the league, and that was behind a, uh, a couple of very strong teams. This team, I remember now, again, also only has been formed because what happened up to then, there was two or three under 10s and 11s teams, so they just formed one team had like 24 girls. There was, look, there was a times there where some girls didn't get stripped, and that's, I suppose, again, that's football where they have a really strong panel. But in fairness to Jo and the lads, they kind of they they mixed and matched, and they got made sure that all the girls got got time on the pitch, and got to a cup final as well. Paul actually um, were beaten by League Slip or Luke, was a League Slip, um, and and again they, they they were excellent. Yeah, great season all around. Yeah, I've seen Jo's results coming in the WhatsApp group. I actually went down to watch them. I was hearing great things. So I went down and watched them. They were playing, I think it was Kill the Manor at the time. Uh, I think Kill the Manor won the SFA up All-Ireland. I think they were the number one in the country. And yeah. I watched the girls, the Dunboyne girls went down and beat them at home. It was a great game. Some lovely talent on that girls team. So credit to Jo and all the coaches down there. Yeah, I went to watch one of the games when they got to the final. I think it was the semi-final. It was a home game against the Cork team. And um, we all know the nine-a-side pitch down there. The bank was like the Hill 16. There was about 100-odd people on it. Parents, kids, kids wearing jerseys, banners. And, and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, credit. Really, really good. Fair play to all them down there. It's great to see so many girls. I think um, there's an... I don't know how many girls teams there is. I know there's under 16s or under 17s going. Yeah. So I think Derek has that team. Yeah. I think they're doing well. So it's great to see all the girls out. Uh, keep going, girls. Fair play, just. I'll move on, Trev. I suppose. Have you seen the new Astro? Yeah. Uh, the new Astro seems to be all ready to go. I was, I was up there last night. I spoke to Jerry Guinan. Actually, he was up trimming and uh, getting the, the Mini World Cup ready. Um, so it looks it looks amazing. It's ready to go. I think there's talk, rumors of it that it'll be used for the tots for the the World Cup at some point on the Saturday, which we get into the dates and all that kind of stuff. But I think they're going to just open it for that. I think it's a perfect opportunity to to give it a run and see how it goes. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It's that one of them new four G Astros. So I'm sure everybody be delighted to go on it. But with this good weather, we'll stick on the grass. To thank God. Yeah. The new Astro, I suppose, a big topic for the main pitch. Yeah, so we were talking about this at the AGM, as you know, you were there and there was a good few of us there. So this is ultimately the dream of, of the club. Um, it's the big focus. Obviously, it's the biggest uh, financial burden that will be on the club, but it's going to be, it's going to it's gonna outweigh the, the, the negatives. I think, you know, they're talking about getting it done sooner rather than later. Um, we all want it, but also there was a suggestion that came up in the in the um, AGM where um, we might actually look at putting ask, sorry lights on the grass pitch, which is the main pitch at the minute, which would be a fantastic idea. Uh, getting Friday night games and Thursday night games for the seniors and anyone else. I mean, it's not exclusive to to one team; it'll be for the whole club. So, um, watch the space, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think what was suggested was the lights will go in before the Astros, so we can get them late night games on late night train or whatever the case may be, and then put the Astro in later. Don't know um, what's going to happen there, but it's a good suggestion we heard at the uh, AGM. So hopefully something can come of that as well. Yeah, we'll move on to overseas. I suppose you watched the Champions League final. Yeah, fell asleep at the end. It was a <laughs> terrible game, but anyway. Um, 
look, as a neutral, you want a, an exciting game. You're not, you're not as invested into it as you would be your own team. So you can kind of sit back and relax and watch it a bit, but a bit, uh, a bit more kind of awareness of you know whatever will happen. But uh, to be honest with you, it wasn't a great game. City got it across the line, as we all know. Um, did it deserve it on the night? Probably did. Um, look, the Italians weren't bad. Inter weren't weren't bad on the night. Um, just couldn't couldn't break them at all. But look, what will be will be. There's the the treble, and we'll see what happens next year. Yeah, I enjoyed the cup final. I know many people didn't. I enjoyed that game. I thought Inter were great, as in the tactics were great. They mm. just let City have the ball in their own areas at the start. It's just go on. Who are you going to pass mm. it to? Because he just pressed in the middle toward the final toward. Didn't really press them high at the start. And I think that just killed City. He just slowed them down to get them no options. And that's what the Italians do. I think that game plan overall nearly worked. They were trying to hold City out for the hour mark before they got Lukaku on. Oh, can I say he's having nightmares? <laughs> I'd yeah. say he's having nightmares because it was the tactics nearly walked for him. They brought him on, but mm. how did he miss that edit? What about Mart- Martinez or Martinez's uh, chance as well when he went through and uh, you see Pep falls to his knees? When it was oh, yeah. Off. I mean, it, yeah, we when thinking about it now, actually, in fairness, they big chances they've had two or three, and if they had to take them one, it could have been a completely different game. If, if Vinta had a scored first, yeah. I don't think City would have done it. But in fairness to City, it's probably that great determination mm. that couldn't get them over the line before where the Italians were trying to frustrate them at times. They were nearly biting into it at times. Mm. They were getting frustrated, but now they held off and credit to Pep. Yeah. He got them over the line and I suppose they're the champions and we can't take it away from them. No, no, that's good. Liverpool, Trev, I know you're a big Liverpool man. How are you going to do next season? <sighs> That soy doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> no, look, will they do better than last year? I would very much hope so. But they've got McAllister in, quality player. It looks to be around 35 million. Like, absolute bargain. Yeah, that's a steal in this it day is. and age. A World Cup winner who's on the up. I mean, it's not often that Liverpool get players like that. They either get players that used to be that past their peak or they get players that have huge potential and turn out to be nothing. Um, so yeah, look, he's he's going to be a great signing. Hopefully, another two or three in the door. There's a couple of names being bandied about. So um, let's just wait and see. But ultimately, you know, Europa League next year. Thursday night football. Can't wait. <laughs> um, but look, <laughs> we'll look at next season as uh, yeah. Look, obviously, we have to be looking at Champions League next year, minimal, and see where it goes from there. Yeah, I'd imagine they're going to bring in more players mm. on top of that. They'd have to. They'd mm. have to just push on. Yeah. It'll be an interesting premiership to see how we get on. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of money spent over the summer, so we'll see how that goes. I was I'm a bit disheartened myself now, Celtic had to losing their manager, Ange Postacoglu. Mm. It's a big loss for Celtic. It's a massive loss for Celtic. Talk of Brandon Rogers coming back in. Oh, no. That is gonna <laughs> cause friction throughout the Celtic that. fans. <laughs> Um, yes, did he do a good job at Celtic? He did a fantastic job at Celtic, but the manner he left is not good, and a lot of Celtic fans remember that. So I certainly remember himself. He left mid-season. I personally think he cost us 10 in a row, um, which would have been massive for every Celtic fan. So am I happy with that? No, not really. But what options do we really have? Is We're unsure of. Did we go down the Ange Postacoglu route again and try find... Diamonds in the rough. It's I don't know. It's difficult because I mean, I was just going to say that, like you know, you're kind of being. I understand it's you're kind of being negative towards it, but at the end of the day, who knew? And 
Astikagla. Good man, Trevor. Close call. We didn't even have to cut on the nose. I'm going to try that again. But who knew? Can you give us that name again, Trevor? No, I can't. Mr. P. Like, I mean, he came out of nowhere. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know, he done his... He's part of that city group. Is he? Yeah, he's part of that city group. So there's a big links with him at City. He knows Pep well. Okay. So there's, yeah, he was he was good research into him. He's a good manager. And, you know, just moving on to the sports team, getting in the sports job. If he's given time at sports, I think he's going to do a good job. And remember, sports have to get a manager right at some stage. Yeah. They're going through them. Something has to click. And I feel this could be an exciting time for sports. I was speaking to a couple of sports fans, and after they've done a bit of research on him, they seem very happy and positive, and he's a attacking minded manager. He yeah. He's really, really good. I highly rate him. And do you know what? I wish him all the best. Although I'm disappointed he's gone, I wish him all the best. He's a fabulous manager. He got us to travel in the end. It was the best way to live. So, best of luck to Hans Postacoglu, from yeah. my opinion. Well, you said it there, like, you know, he's leaving, unlike Brendan Rogers, he's leaving on the right terms. He's won the treble and he's gone with his, you know, his, his I suppose, his. Um, his uh, his legacy legacy intact, I suppose. But the other thing about it is, you mentioned about him going to sports, and the first word you said was "if." If he's given time, yeah, he won't be given time by sports. I mean, you know, he could be out at about Christmas if if it doesn't go right for them. <laughs> it's funny you should say he's out for Christmas because when he was brought into Celtic, it was everything. The Rangers fans were saying he won't last for Christmas. Yeah. Won't last for Christmas. He won the double the fourth season, treble the second season. So I'm hoping he's given the time. They have to give him the time. They they have to give him the time. Yeah. But we'll see how it'll be interesting. I'll keep an eye on spores now to see how they get on. So it'll be interesting. I suppose we move on to the topic in hand, which this first podcast is all about, was about our Dunboyan AFC Mini World Cup. It's great to get get these uh, things up and running again since COVID, Trev. Yeah. Um, like It's something that we've badly missed. Not just financially for the club because ultimately um, you know it, it is it is something that we have to be considering you know we have to get this money we mentioned the the astro it has to come from somewhere yes we are looking at funding yes we're looking at all this kind of investment but at the end of the day stuff like this really you know what it does it gets you a bag of balls for the tens it gets you bibs for the 19s whatever it may be but it's all goes somewhere so it's important to get that but also like for me and you it's getting the kids out again and and, and kicking the ball and enjoying themselves so really looking forward to Jerry and the lads, which um, when we bring Jerry in, he'll explain. We're not going to delve into it at all because he has all the facts. He's texting every day in the WhatsApp group to all the managers. I don't know how he does it because um, there's a lot to be involved. And I'd say he's only putting up some of the stuff. All the other stuff in the background is probably massive. So let him explain all that. Yeah, so suppose we bring Jerry in. So we would be delighted to bring Jerry Doyne, who's one of the main organisers. Jerry will be the first interviewer on This Is Football. So let's bring Jerry in after the break. Here we are. I'm delighted to be joined on the first ever interview on This Is Football with Jerry going on. How are you, Jerry? How are you, Paul? How are you, Trevor? Hey, Jerry. Um, Jerry, before we get into the interview, give us a a brief role of yourself in the club and what, what you actually do in the club. Sure. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, I'm a coach. I look after uh, my under-14s team um, and I also look after uh, my other young lads team, the under-8s team. 
I'm also a member of the committee, so something that I've been involved in. I've probably been coaching for about eight years uh, since my lads were in the uh, the Cage Academy, and uh, and then involved in the committee for probably the last four or five years. Um, and obviously just wanted to get involved in order to to try and kind of push things along. And most importantly, right now, my main objective, as I'm sure many of them in the club, is is to uh, to get us much closer to a full size Astro. So that's that's my role, and that's my my main and primary objective, I guess, for the next couple of years until we can get ourselves sorted with a full-size Astro, if not sooner. Fair play, fair play. Before we dulge right into this interview, I believe we've done very well with the under-14s. You've had Jerry's. Do you want to fill us in on that? Yeah, we did. Uh, we had a great season, actually. We uh, we, we won the league. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, no, delighted. Uh, delighted for the young lads that I've had with me because uh, always being a second team means you're always kind of uh, losing losing some strong players to uh, to the first team, and you know there's always that question of who's going to be with us the following year. So we've had a couple of challenging seasons, but uh, yeah, put a, put a great kick team together. Lads done brilliantly. Won our last game really well in front of a great crowd. Dunboyne's a great place, full of uh, full of community and full of avid sports fans that all came out to support us. So we had a great day that day, and a couple of goals from my own young lad Jake. Um, as well as uh, an assist from my other young lad Sam, and um, so yeah, no, it went really, really well, and, and I'm delighted for the lads. You know, it was, uh, it was a special occasion. We're well, gonna have, we're gonna have to name this, rename this instead of this is football to the Jerry Guinan podcast. I think after this, <laughs> it's a Guinan show. No, look, all joking aside, it's it's fantastic. I've seen those goals. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If it went down to the last game of the season, you had to win to assure. The victory for the for the league. So I mean, what a what what a way to finish the season. There's no better way to finish it. And look, the icing on the cake is obviously having your your two boys involved and scoring. But I mean, as you say, you know what the second teams you're like you're being pulled from left, right, and centre. So that can't be an easy task. So fair play to you. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I better mention my other young lad, Ruben. Otherwise, uh... <laughs> you better get him in there. But well done. He's he's uh, he battered me. He's the one who's uh, he's probably he's the youngest, but he's the one who will uh, who'll take most uh, umbrage if I don't get, give him a mention as well. So yeah, no, I'll do my It was brilliant. Yeah, well done, Jake, Sam, and all the lads. Congratulations on your victory, and I'm sure your other young lad now is going to have more time to build up to win his own league title. So best of luck in his future in football. Nice one, thank you. Um, leading us in, Jerry, into the Mini World Cup, which is the main focus of this podcast for this week. So, our Mini World Cup, when does it start, Jerry? It starts on the 19th of June um, and it'll finish on the 24th of June. So, uh, the Monday and Wednesday will be for the under 8s, under 9s, under 10s, um, and also the, uh, the academy kids. And then the Tuesday and Thursday will be for the under 11s, under 12s, and under 13s. And uh, and then when it comes to the finals day, which is Saturday the 24th, we'll have the under eights, under nines, under tens on Saturday morning, 10 to 12.30. And then the other la- the, the older age groups then in the afternoon from 2 to 4.30. So each night will start about 6.15, I think. Uh, first night might be a little bit slower just with registration, although we're trying to, we're going to put out an email to try and make that a little bit smoother. Um, and uh, and then, you know, after that, then we'll, we'll find our flow then. The first night is always a little bit, a little bit slower. So, We'll probably go from 6.15 other nights. We'll probably go from 6.30. That sounds like a lot of organisation and that's the way you call that out. Um, uh, fair play, just hats off to you. Yeah, no, getting lots of help, to be fair. Um, and uh, lots of help around the club. Uh, lots of volunteers up this week actually cleaning the place up and 
you know, putting our best foot forward for uh, for the community, you know. Um, but uh, and again, yeah, there's a good bit of organising that goes into it. I think it culminates now in the last in, the, in this week and and, uh, and maybe last week and and even obviously into next week. That's the busy periods. Up to that, it's you know, kind of sponsorship, and it's a bit more. You can pick it up and drop it, you know. But this week and next week now will be. Yeah, I may as well not. This is this this becomes my primary job. <laughs> I'll tell your boss that now. Listen, oh, I know, I know. I'm doing <laughs> just about recording this at night, so we're not taking <laughs> days in. Well, where prices, Jerry? What's the prices for the kids to to do this mini World Cup? Twenty five euro for the first, twenty for the second, and then fifteen for the third child. Obviously, all from the one family. That's very reasonable. Yeah, and we're obviously looking at Jerry, looking at bringing, and look, it is a community club, but looking at bringing anybody and everybody who can kick a ball or is interested in maybe start to kick a ball to come along. Am I right in saying that? And from anywhere around the the local areas? Absolutely. The more the merrier. I mean, what we what what we use this is we obviously use it as an opportunity for our own kids. It's kind of an end of season thing for the kids that are part of the club, but it's also an opportunity for us to advertise our club in the best possible way. And possibly even recruit from it, you know, so for the coaches that are looking for maybe a couple extra players to bring their numbers up to three teams or whatever, you know, the, the, those coaches will be out there looking to see whether or not there's, uh, there's kids that will be interested in joining. So absolutely open to anybody, boys and girls of all ages, all the way up to under 13s. And just on the days you, may, you named them out there, uh, what times and all that kind of stuff, you mentioned the final day on the Saturday, the 24th. Anything particular planned for the actual finish of it? And you know, are we putting a bit of a razzmatazz on it or anything like that? Well, first off, I hope we get the weather. And um, if it's anything yeah. like this week, then uh, yeah, it'll be cracking. Um, and then on the finals day itself, I mean, every other day it's it's pretty. Uh, it, it'll be uh, focused on football solely. But on the finals day, we're gonna have uh, we'll have a couple of gazebos. Uh, we'll have one of the guys in with uh, with an audio system, so a DJ there for most of the day. And we're going to have a couple of inflatables, so we'll have a bungee run and a penalty shootout. There might be a couple of spot prizes on those as well. Um, we're also going to have a pizza truck in, and so that'll, that'll cater for the hot field for anybody who's, who's uh, feeling a bit peckish. And we're going to have uh, the, an ambulance there as well, so basically for first aid and other bits and pieces like that as well. And then obviously we'll have our, our trophy, trophy ceremonies and things like that as well. And for those who haven't been up on the club, you know, although... I, you know, we've been talking about doing something around an official opening of the Astro. I don't think that will happen, but it's certainly a good opportunity to get up and see that that uh, that new surface that we've just laid there. It's fantastic looking. Brilliant stuff, brilliant. And I suppose fundamentally, this doesn't happen without sponsors and sponsorships and uh, people around the village. Do you want to touch on anyone that may have sponsored? Oh yes, please. Um, yeah, we've got some great support. I mean, the local community, obviously, the volunteers. Um, as well, um, I've, it, one person to mention this wouldn't have happened without uh, without you know kind of the contributions of quite a few people, and um, in particular uh, Rob O'Keefe who's been doing an awful lot around kind of sponsorship and just supporting and organising, um, and uh, and then like I said to you, there's lots of people then involved in the background on, on just voluntary stuff. From a sponsorship point of view, we've got uh, three gold sponsors. So I'm really, really thankful to those guys. They've, they've made a big contribution towards us getting this off the ground. So Super Value, um, we're one of those. Um, we've also got Windsor Motors Clonee, and they'll also have a couple of demo cars up there for you to look around on uh, for the whole week. Um, and then we've also got JSM Electrical. So they're, they're the three gold sponsors. And then outside of that, we have uh, many, many other sponsors as well. So we've got Taya Pharma, Kidology, 
and um, we've got quite a few that uh, that actually if I try and list them all lads I'm gonna I'm gonna forget so I'm gonna have to go and find a list for you that's all right no problem at all I mean you know every single sponsorship whether it be what color you mentioned or gold silver bronze it doesn't really matter as the end of the day they all add up to this and the being the World Cup so it's uh, as I said to Paul uh, earlier on, I mean, if all this sponsorship means that you know, under tens get a bag of balls or whatever bibs and all that kind of stuff, that all has to money has to come from somewhere, and um, they're vital to all of this, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. So, lads, would you mind if I list out the silver sponsors? Absolutely, go ahead. So we've got Cormac's Dunboyne Sports and Leisures, Taya Pharma, Macarys, Doherty Brothers Garage Door Systems, Two Four Six Eight, Conlon Flooring and Carpentry, Bourne Lifts. Kidology Childcare, Renix, STM Paving, Charlton Construction, and Pet Stop Superstore. Last but not least, Trevor. Um, <laughs> we've also got a number of other sponsors who've, uh, who've donated raffle prizes, but uh, but we'll have that up on our, our social media as well. For uh, you'll be able to see uh, what the raffle prizes are, and we'll call out any sponsors that are involved in that as well. Brilliant stuff, and thanks to everybody. It doesn't happen without all these sponsorships. Um, are you still looking for for more helpers or whichever? What's the word I'm looking for? Volunteers and spot prices, Jerry. I suppose if anyone still has something there that they might think that haven't been used in the house, you know that they could feel that maybe it would make a difference or would like to donate. I'm sure you'll you'll take that whatever's going, would you? Uh, within reason, Trevor. Brick or brack, we'll make up a brick or brack shop for the uh, for the <laughs> now. Um, yeah, look, any 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 um, any any donation towards uh, towards spot prizes will be gratefully accepted um, and uh, and much appreciated for sure. And in terms of volunteers, yeah, we are absolutely looking for volunteers. So, I mean, anybody who uh, would be would be able to support us either tr- with uh, with coaching or refing. Uh, we'd be really appreciative. We also have a couple of spots still to people to look after our inflatables for just an hour at a time. So we're trying to do those an hour gap. So we've got a couple of people doing that already, but but we're also looking for a couple of people to do that. And then also to uh, to just sell raffle tickets. But uh, but otherwise, thankfully, we've got a great community and loads of people have already offered our uh, offered us their their voluntary services. So a lot of the other activities have now been covered. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. It sounds like it's going to be a great carnival atmosphere down there. I'm really looking forward to myself because you know yourself, there's nothing better than me watching kids out playing football, having smiles on their faces. That's fundamentally what it's all about. Is there anything you'd want to promote, Jerry, before we let you go? No, I don't think so, lads. Just uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak in tears um, and for, for the opportunity for promoting the Mini World Cup. And uh, and also, look, you know, best of luck with this uh, this venture. I think it's a cracking idea. Really appreciate that, mate. Really appreciate that. And best of luck oh. for Sunday, lads. Say that again. Best of luck for Sunday. Oh, cheers, mate. Cheers. Yeah, we're going to try and get a podcast out before Sunday, just covering the 12s. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much, Jerry, for your time. That's Jerry going in there, um, the committee and main organisers for the Mini World Cup. So thanks, Jerry. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Bye bye. So for the final part of the episode, Trev, we will be discussing our under-12s who have a massive cup final coming up this Sunday. Big game, Paul, in the SFAI uh, Leinster Cup final. 
That's Correct. a regional cup final. Regional yeah. cup final. Look, the lads have been brilliant all season and were excellent in the league. We have three teams, as you know, in that under 12 age group, all performed very, very well. This particular group are flying, absolutely flying. Um, so they have a big game against Park Villa. It's on this Sunday, the 18th, at 11 o'clock in the Oscar Trainer Road. So we have put it up, um, the club have put it up on Facebook, Instagram, and on WhatsApp. We've put it into all the different groups. So hopefully whoever's listening to this knows about it. And if they do know about it, I know it's Father's Day and all that, but if he can get out and support the lads, look, they'll always have these memories now of this Sunday. And the more we could have there with green and yellow on them, it would be brilliant. And if you don't have green and yellow, you have your voice. So look, get out and support them, it would be great. Yeah, it'd be great to get support for these lads for Sunday. As it's Sunday, it's Father's Day, so make sure every father uses their wild card to get out. <laughs> Might be a few points after it if the guys can go and win the cup, which I'm sure they'll give it a good bash. So it's, as you said, Park Villa in the Oscar trainer at 11 o'clock. I think what we'll do next week's podcast, Trev, we'll cover that cup final and see how the boys get on. Or yeah, absolutely. We'll lead up to it. We'll get another one out this week. We'll actually do a few interviews with the kids. Yeah, look, the kids know about this coming along, this podcast, and they're only too happy to give their voice to it. So let's give them the voice, and we'll have a chat with them, hopefully, on Thursday after training. We have another good session planned, and we will um, pop it up into the podcast, yeah. So before we wrap up, uh, this is our first podcast, so we've been winging it a bit, Trev. Yeah, still are. Still are winging it, still are winging it. We've got our new audio equipment. We haven't even tried or tested it yet, so... We bear with us if the quality isn't as good. We're getting there. We've invested in a few bits and bobs. So hopefully the quality and the content can rise and rise as the week goes on. And we know that the, the quality of the content or the, the, the actual podcast itself can improve. We just, we'll tweak it here and there. Whether we can get any better, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks very much for that, Trev. So we'll wrap it up there, Trev. I want to say a massive big thank you to Jerry Goyan who come on. One of the main organisers with a great interview, and he's the first ever interview on This Is Football. So, thanks very much, Jerry. Um, thanks very much to my co host, Trevor. We've winged the Trev we got here. We are threatening to do what we got there in the end. Yeah, and look, onwards and upwards, looking forward to the Mini World Cup and also this uh, final for the lads on Sunday. So, please remember, kids, we don't practice till we get it right, we practice till we don't get it wrong. <laughs>